So I'm going to read a poem called The Blessed Damozel from Dante Gabriel Rossetti. And when I was in college and I landed upon these romantic and Victorian poets from England, I felt like I had a friend in them because they were so sensitive and imaginative and they loved getting lost in other worlds and for me getting lost in other worlds had saved me time and time again from the bleakness or what could be considered the bleakness of my own life and they love women they just were captivated by beautiful women so enamored by women and willing to express their admiration which is I think what we're missing from men today because we are in a society where men are scared to express themselves and we have to find ways to support men in doing that So many of us have suffered from the pain of patriarchy, men and women, who really just want to be free and thriving and in love and mentor or raise kids in a new and better philosophy. So here we go. The blessed damozel leaned out from the gold bar of heaven. Her eyes were deeper than the depth of waters stilled at even. She had three lilies in her hand and the stars in her hair were seven. Her robe ungirt from clasp to hem, no wrought flowers did adorn, but a white rose of Mary's gift service meetly worn. Her hair that lay along her back was yellow like ripe corn. Her seam she scarce had been a day one of God's choristers. The wonder was not yet quite gone from that still look of hers. Albeit to them she left, her day had counted as ten years. To one it is ten years of years, yet now, and in this place, surely she leaned over me. Her hair fell all about my face, nothing, the autumn fall of leaves, the whole year sets apace. It was the rampart of God's house that she was standing on, by God built over the sheer depth, the witch's space begun so high that looking downward then she scarce could see the sun. It lies in heaven across the flood of ether as a bridge. Beneath the tides of day and night with flame and darkness ridge the void as low as where this earth spins like a fretful midge. Around her lovers newly met 
mid deathless love's acclaims, spoke evermore among themselves, their heart remembered names, and the souls mounting up to God went by her like thin flames. And still she bowed herself and stooped out of the circling charm until her bosom must have made the bar she leaned on warm and the lilies lay as if asleep along her bended arm. From the fixed place of heaven she saw time like a pulse shake fierce through all the worlds. Her gaze still strove within the gulf to pierce its path and now she spoke as when the stars sang in their spheres. The sun was gone now. The curled moon was like a little feather fluttering far down the gulf. And now she spoke through the still weather. Her voice was like the voice the stars had when they sang together. Ah, sweet, even now in that bird's song strove not her accents there, fain to be hearkened. When those bells possessed the midday air, strove not her steps to reach my side down all the echoing stair. I wish that he were come to me, for he will come, she said. Have I not prayed in heaven? On earth, Lord, Lord, has he not prayed? Are not two prayers a perfect strength? And shall I feel afraid? When round his head the aureole clings and he is clothed in white, I'll take his hand and go with him to the deep wells of light, as unto a stream we will step down and bathe there in God's sight. We too will stand beside that shrine, occult withheld untrod, whose lamps are stirred continually with prayers sent up to God, and see our old prayers granted melt each like a little cloud. We too will lie in the shadow of that living mystic tree within whose secret growth the dove is sometimes felt to be. While every leaf that his plumes touch saith his name audibly, and I myself will teach to him, I myself lying so, the songs I sing here, which his voice shall pause in, hushed and slow, and find some knowledge at each pause, or some new thing to know. Alas, we too, we too, thou sayest, yea, one wast thou with me that once of old, but shall God lift to endless unity the soul whose likeness with thy soul was but its love for thee? We too, she said, will seek the groves where the Lady Mary is, with her five handmaidens, whose names are five sweet symphonies. Cecily, Gertrude, Magdalene, Margaret, and Rosalis. Circle-wise sit they with bound locks and foreheads garlanded into the fine cloth with white-like flame weaving the golden thread to fashion the birth robes for them who are just born being dead. He shall fear happily and be dumb. Then will I lay my cheek to his and tell about our love, not once abashed or weak, 
and the dear mother will approve my pride and let me speak. Herself shall bring us hand in hand to him round whom all souls kneel, the clear-ranged, unnumbered heads bowed with their aureoles, and angels meeting us shall sing to their citherns and citoles. There will I ask of Christ the Lord thus much for him and me, only to live as once on earth with love, only to be as then a while forever now together. I am he. She gazed and listened and then said, less sad of speech than mild. All this is when he comes. She ceased. The light thrilled towards her, filled with angels in strong level flight. Her eyes prayed and she smiled. I saw her smile. But soon their path was vague in distant spheres, and then she cast her arms along the golden barriers and laid her face between her hands and wept. I heard her tears. <laughs>